1: Hey there, welcome to Nerd Talk Plus, our weekly deeper dive into the stories that make this world nerdier. From Odyssey's Nerd Talk, I'm your host Gregor, hi there. Now normally I'd be saying hello to everyone's favorite former employee who does this for free, but he's in Hawaii being sunburnt and shirtless. Still pasty white and with shirt. Joining me today is fellow nerd and creative person. Hello to Kanon. Hey, Gregor. Hi Thanks there. for having me. Thanks for coming in, man. Short notice like that. Need someone to fill in. That's uh, that's very nice of you. Now, neither of us is a scientist, engineer, or supervillain yet, but if you are, let us know what we get wrong or perhaps what we get right for once. I'm sick of dogging on myself all the time. When we do something... Accurately, I want someone to be like, yeah, you got that right, I'm a professional in that field. You're right. It doesn't happen very often, I don't think. But yeah, uh, If you could tell a friend, share it online, or just holler at us with your answer to this episode's question of the week. If you could pick two awesome food products and combine them to make something awful, <laughs> what would you pick? I ask because I'm certain I've come across a contender, and we'll get to that here later in the show. Uh, the biggest story in the nerd world I think from the last week was the first all amateur civilian astronaut
0: crew has returned from
1: 3 days in orbit SpaceX's Inspiration4 Do you follow space at all Kanan? A little bit
0: and I got to admit that this story it it has me slightly depressed Okay <laughs> because uh, not I mean I don't follow it enough to know a whole lot but sure. um but I I feel a little bit Excited that people can go into space like regular people, like you and me, but mm-hmm. a little bit depressed because now space is going to be just like something everybody could do and it's going to be mundane. I don't know. It feels like it's going to become mundane. Like space used to be the thing that nobody could do. Yeah.
1: Being an astronaut was like out of the. Sorry, that's a terrible pun. I didn't mean it out of this world. Yeah. No. <laughs> fail. <laughs> yeah. but it was a, it was a, it was unimaginable. only like the very most select few people could do it based on their aptitude and their commitment to it. Now it's if you got a billion dollars, why not go to space? right. So and I guess it's sad. equally difficult to get, but
0: yeah, but awesome because it's space.
1: you know, a lot of times yes. I see um, I see, like, they'll be like, we found a, a star and it's 40 light years away and it's, we have what think our habitable planets circling it. And I'm like, yeah, 40 light years though means that it'll take us 40 years to get there, check it out and evaluate. You know, let's do a couple years of science to see if it'll work and then get the message back over 40 years. Like, there's in my lifetime, we're not doing anything. It's not going to like happen. very real problems happening now, it's like depressing because. You focus, oh, there's this opportunity. Like, yeah, 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 but I'll, you'll never know if it worked out or not. So, yeah. I get, right. bum- I get bummed out about some space stuff. But also being able to study the Earth with these, like, missions and stuff like that and see the Earth would be pretty cool. So, uh, so these astronauts, the Inspiration 4, launched in a Dragon Crew capsule from Kennedy Launch Complex in Florida. They spend a few days hurtling around higher than the International Space Station, which is pretty cool, and then returning to Earth with a bunch of unshowered astronauts. I can only imagine kind of how gross you get by the end of a mission, because it's... Three three days? Four days? Three days, and they have like a bathroom built in there, so I imagine that... I don't know exactly how that, you know, tubes is probably what it is. And I bet you have wet wipes to
0: right. keep yourself. <laughs> wet wipes float, floating around yeah, the cabin. Gross.
1: <laughs> I'm still in wet wipe world in my house right now. Right. It's like I can only imagine how gross some things I've seen floating by in zero G. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this gross. one is unique because it's civilians. Uh, it's a rich guy. bought. He put the money down to send everyone up. That's nothing new, I suppose. But... He used it to raise a ton of money for St. Jude's, uh, excuse me, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, and, and brought along a former employee, the first person to have a prosthetic going into space. Evidently, I didn't know that until they landed. I was like, "Oh wow, that's." We well, talk about not being limited by a prosthetic the same way you would here, when you don't have the right. same gravity constraints. It might, I don't know if it was a leg or an arm. Or.
0: I think it was a uh, her leg. Yeah, and yeah, and they were studying how. The blood travels through the body differently at when you're weightless. You know, your head gets fatter, and you, you know, <laughs> instead of your feet, like the I rest didn't of know us. That. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool that those people got to go. Uh, I don't know how how they how did they he picked those people out. It
1: was, uh, there was a, there was, one was from donations, like someone could actually buy their way on effectively. And that guy backed out. So they went and they gave it to another guy um, who was a dude from just, you know, our neck of the woods up in Everett. He's an engineer in Everett. And he got, he was like the standby person and got to go up. I'm not sure what the actual process was for choosing him. But then there was a a doctor in Arizona that was able to um, get on board. And then they wanted someone that was a former St. Jude's patient to be able to show, that uh the give people hope for being able to, um, to recover give kids specifically hope that you could go and recover and the whole thing they're trying to raise 200 million dollars total for Saint Jude so that's that's pretty sweet you can actually start auction bidding on auctionable items here soon and try and raise some money, which is neat they
0: took a bunch of stuff up with them to bring you back down to then sell just so you can own something that was in space I mean, for crying out loud, we're all in space, aren't we? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's a
1: great point. Like we're just protected by that thin shell around us, but technically, technically we're on the biggest spacecraft we know of.
0: <laughs> right? Couldn't we auction Gregor's shoes off and uh, raise a hundred million? I, I wish. Yeah. Do I get? A, I don't get a cut.
1: Don't be selfish. Come on. They did what send wish? up. Uh, Sam Adams sent up a bunch of hops. And so they're going to bring down space hops and make the mission beer for the Inspiration 4. I wonder if the astronauts get any of that. Um, Additionally, um, God, that would be awesome. Are we going to be able to bid on that to be able to get – it'll be way out of my means for sure if they're trying to raise $200 million, but –
0: does it make that much of a difference so the hops are going to have been in space will it make that much of a difference to the taste of the beer i don't know or what is there something that you would want what would you shell out for yeah. that has been in space
1: oh man i almost nothing i'm not sentimental like that i don't have that ty- that thing in me where i'm like yeah something gets there's more value to if someone gave me something like, "Hey, this screw went to space," I'd be like, "Well, that's pretty neat, I guess." But like, even as i a, I'm a big racing fan, and you go and like, there's crashes and stuff, and like, there'll be little bits of debris, and people will pick that up after the race, and they'll be like, "Oh, look, that's part of the wing." Of I'm like, "Yeah, I don't. That, that would look ugly on the wall. I don't. I'm not creative enough to find a way to display this in a neat way." So, there's yeah. going to space doesn't add a lot of value to anything to me. Um, I don't
0: know you. I'd. I don't. I, I guess I wouldn't notice the the beer so much. I don't yeah. know. Like, uh, may, you know, maybe I would, there's something I'd want to see. Like, if somebody made, you know, if they would make popcorn in space or something like <laughs> that, I would want to see flying around the thing. But I, I don't know. The only thing that I've ever really cherished, like a thing, was I once found I was I got a tour of a of a movie theater once. The 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 the, the um. The room where they project the yeah, movies. Sure. And they had just shown my favorite movie, which was Mad Max at the time. Cool. And I found some clips of the movie on the floor that they had cut to splice the reels together. Cool. And I was just so thrilled to have these actual pieces of the film, which was probably a copy of a copy of a copy of it. Yeah, sure, But, sure. but uh, I don't know. As beer in space? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I
1: the yeah I want the weightlessness that's what I want I want yeah, the experience want. I'm an experienced person for sure shout out to my wife for making me more appreciative of that even like I don't need the things as much as I want the the memories I like I want a picture from space that's what I want like I want like a selfie or even just like like if one of the astronauts brought up a great camera and took a picture of what the cosmos looked like and then yeah. printed it it doesn't even have to have gone to space it was just created in space that would work for me just fine
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's, there's just, that famous Earthrise shot. Yeah, you know that stuff is just incredible. But as far as like hops being up in space, yeah. I, I don't want to throw a wet blanket on. it. I hope they raised four hundred million. You know, yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. Yeah. And there are people who are that'll motivate them to want to succeed even more to get to space themselves or whatever. And that's great. And like that would be the best vacation ever: three yeah. days in space with some other stinky people. I, I mean, I'm all in. They took a, they took the Kings of Leon. Released a new song and they didn't play it for anybody they sent it to space with the astronauts so they could hear it up there and then they're selling it I don't understand these yet but as an NFT where you can like buy the Kings of Leon song that went to space that they didn't release and I don't know even NFT is such a non-tangible thing for me that I can't understand why anyone would want any of that. But so are MP3s, I guess.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I don't even know what an NFT is. A non-fungible token is what oh, it's called. Oh, I see. And so it's like a security token or something.
1: Yeah, something like that. So like um let's say the guy who created the one of them is the Neon cat, the little flying Pop Tart cat with a rainbow behind it on the internet. Uh-huh. The guy who created that, or girl, I don't know who it was, they um they sold the idea of the original ones of those online, and someone bid you know hundreds of thousands of dollars to own the original Neon Cat. It doesn't, you don't get to do anything with it because it's all over the internet as a meme. So I just don't understand what the like you have to have absurd amounts of money to for that to be able to be like go to space money, probably. Right. I don't know. It's um. <laughs> I, I, I've been thinking about it a lot. Like I was like so pumped about it, and I saw my father-in-law, and he was like, oh, "I'm pretty lukewarm on the whole thing." I'm like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Yeah, we're just sending rich people to space. Who
0: cares?" Right. They're, yeah. And
1: I'm like, "Well, they're doing something good with it." He's like, "Yeah." So I think about that. And I'm like, "Well, that's pretty nice." But couldn't you do a fundraiser on Earth? <laughs>
0: Yeah. I, guess it, I guess it just makes it something to talk about. It, it uh, gives people something to talk about. Nine minutes uh, of it here, dude, that we
1: just did. So there we go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it filled
0: up at this podcast.
1: So Microsoft did a bunch of research and found that uh, since life for office workers shifted to work from home, that the work week has actually grown by about 10%. You spent a lot of time working from home. I spent a lot of time working from home. Did you find that that was the case?
0: Yeah, definitely. It definitely worked more from home. I uh because you can just jump on it at any moment, you know. Every once in a while I'd get an email on the weekend and I'd just run out to the garage and do it on my, yeah. you know, little workstation. So that definitely happened for me that I worked more. What I didn't do is work more on the big big picture things, big picture projects. I feel like I get more off my checklist from mm, home. Yeah. But do you do you do you find that to be true that you you can get through the tasks faster? But it's the big ideas of moving, you know, advancing larger ideas. Does that happen at home in between, like, you know, snack breaks? and? <laughs> so, so I'm a great worker bee. And so it's ideal for me what you're saying
1: because uh, checking stuff off of the list is great. And I leave big picture thinking to other people. And right. then they say, here's the five things we need to do to advance that. I'm like, great, I'll do it. And then I do a great job banging that stuff out. And so for someone like me, this is ideal. To be even if I have to work a little bit more, I can be in my underwear and do that or whatever, and not have to drive in an hour and a half to and from every day. The amount of time that if I if my workday is 10% longer but my commute is 100% less, like it still offsets probably in my favor. And I also found that I don't waste all the time socializing with my coworkers that would get in the way. I could get my job done a lot faster. Or you know when you bang up against a a brick wall, and you're like, I can't get through this idea. I just go walk the dog. Yeah. Whereas before, I would just go sit in someone's office and BS, or go get coffee, or leave, or something leave like that. Like now, it's like easier to get the brain distracted with something else. That could be a double-edged sword. On a Friday, I'm like, I don't really feel like finishing anything, so I'm just going to leave
0: and go to a movie. That was problematic, probably. But, right. Yeah. But you could always step in on Sunday and finish it. I mean, yeah, you definitely get a lot more done from home. I I feel like I do. Yeah, um, I w- I wonder what the general opinion of people listening to this podcast is, but yeah, I, I feel like you get a lot more done from home, um, and maybe the big picture stuff. Maybe we were all so busy thinking about the pandemic and just to, like when are we getting back in that that we all kind of slowed down on thinking about our next big initiative or our next big idea for a show or idea for an ad campaign yeah. or something like you know we were all just thinking about you know how can I get and get to the grocery store safely and back home you yeah, know
1: exactly. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's um the the big picture wasn't something anyone was I guess the people that are probably capitalizing on the pandemic are the ones that were thinking about the big picture. They're probably yeah. the ones that are the Jeff Bezos of the world is probably right. like
0: launching rockets into space yeah. with civilians.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That might they might be the ones that are really benefiting, but yeah, I don't know. I like I I miss the camaraderie of going somewhere and seeing people and I miss the brainstorming that kinda happens, and I don't feel like it happens the same way. Over a Zoom call because of the natural social cues that happen and stuff, and and plus just the being a jackass. Like I've spent a lot of time in these studios just saying ridiculous, awful things and having a silly giggle fit over it. That's like the best. Yeah. And my dog just looks at me like I'm gonna bite you, and I'm like no one there to talk to, and so it's just me being like I'm very funny. Right. And you wouldn't have met Brandon. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So or you for that matter. (laughs) Right. Okay, well, I I guess I would trade that off. I guess if they asked me to work ten percent more, or if I did ten percent more work and I didn't have to commute, that'd be okay. I also don't yeah. have to pay the rent on a whole floor of downtown office building and be like, where are the employees? And right. like, freak out about seeing those numbers every day and then not looking around and not seeing anyone in the building. So.
0: And it's pretty empty now. It like is. you come in here and it's
1: weird. It's and even weird. on a work day, like we're back in the studio and there's still no one around. Really, I haven't it's, seen yeah.
0: anybody. So and, and we're all technically supposed to be here. Yeah, there's been a lot of turnover and a lot of yeah.
1: Weird. Anyway, um, so this is wild. I never considered this, but I guess Star Wars: A New Hope, the original in the series that made uh, Death Stars worth of money in the last forty-four years. Wow, it's been referenced so many times that you can actually clip together the whole film just in media references. That's thanks in part to the Family Guy doing those half-hour remakes of each film. So they do they could generously take from those to be able to make it all work out. But someone did the hard work on YouTube and whittled the whole thing down to just 18 minutes. We're talking about a two-hour film done in 20 minutes. That's like pretty crazy. And it loses some of the drama, but there might also be a lesson in there for George Lucas on editing and pacing. And I tried to show my wife all these movies, and she's like, these are so boring. And I'm like, (laughs) You're right. Like, as a kid, there was there was magic. And even, like, the lingering, I still like. A lightsaber would be the best. Or force pushing someone from across the river, choking him to death or whatever it is. That would still be awesome. But the notion that it's, like the way that we make films is so different now and it's so action packed and like that slow boring pacing just doesn't work at all but it is amazing that it's something has been referenced so many times that they can remake it without
0: using any of the original parts that is amazing that movie is is amazing that it how it's woven itself into our into our everyday can
1: you think of anything else that is like that present cuz things i'll step on my question things come and go so fast everyone talked about game of thrones for Ever and then that ended, and now nobody talks about Game of Thrones. It comes up once in a while, but like, what has that kind of lasting power that Star Wars had?
0: It has. it's almost like religion or something, you know. Star yeah. Wars. It's something that you know. I'm I'm sure there's a Star Wars religion that I don't know about. Is there? <laughs> sure, I'm sure there are I'm
1: people sure. that are actually Jedi because they, technically, right. my buddy got me ordained to do his wedding, and part of that you could pay eight bucks to become an official Jedi, and so he paid the eight bucks as a as a joke, and I got I opened it up and I was like, well, I'm officially a Jedi,
0: I guess. Uh, so. For eight dollars, do you have a card or something? Yeah, I, I think I do actually have a card. No, oh. I, I should I should look more into that. Wow. <laughs> well, the reason it reminded me of religion is because I so I looked at this guy. Did you watch the the 16 minute edit? I did. I you watched did?
1: the first f- seven or nine minutes or something.
0: I did too because you sent me the link and yeah. I was like, oh, check this out. It was actually pretty good. That was, de- by the way, that was definitely a pandemic project. Like, can oh. you see this guy, <laughs> this guy editing that, taking all the time to put that together? But so I looked at this guy's other, I clicked on the, the guy's name and looked at his other videos. Yeah and they're all do you know what they all did you click on it no no
1: no i don't do any actual follow through
0: <laughs> so the guy, the guy's videos are all debunking religion oh what yeah he's a, he's a uh an, you know i don't i don't want to talk sure, about sure. religion not... but but uh so his his other big passion is is debunking uh religion um and so it just struck me as kind of funny that here's this guy who's such a believer in star wars and and uh you know something that isn't you know, uh
1: kooky old religion is what they call it in there, or something like that. They're like they're talking about Ben Kenobi, and they're like, oh, that old wizard or whatever, that kooky old religion of a time past, or something like that. There's like a whole right. reference to that in Star Wars about the Jedi being a religion. Oh, like, really? It's like being... dated and, and and dumb or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: It strikes me as like this dichotomy of this of this guy who spends the rest of his time debunking things that you have to have faith to believe in. And then...
1: I, I'm, I'm with you about not getting into the religion aspect of it, but like if we've learned anything from COVID. It's that you're not going to talk someone, or like even the last five years, you're not going to be like one side or the other, we're going to talk you into coming to our side. You're making all these debunking videos, like, no one's, you're not going to change any minds. Like, you're only like, furthering the divide by, like, solidifying people who are against it together. That's just a.
0: Yeah. And people are willing to put their lives down, you know, on the line. Yeah. It's
1: something that you can't see or prove. Like, it's like, dude, this is. I commend you for being so dedicated to something, but also, <laughs> that's crazy. Stick to, stick to Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> so, uh, TikTok parent company ByteDance has added a usage time limit, this is kind of a growing trend, uh, usage time limit for kids in China, keeping their scrolling to just minutes per day. Now, something tells me you're not on TikTok, Kanan. I,
0: I am not on TikTok. I, I, I've i seen it.
1: It is poison. Honestly, it is amazing. It's, it is like junk food. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh. it's junk food. It's ju- it's social media junk food, and it just it all depends on how you use it. Like all the other social media or YouTube or anything like that. If you're a kook looking for kooky things, you can find it. But if you are into lawn care, which I am not, but I evidently am because it keeps showing me people mowing their lawns, and I'm like, this is so awesome. Um, if you're into that, you can get into people having skills, doing things, and just it's magic to see how amazing humans are at things or how bad they are at things. Right. And it's like so fun to watch people create and make. Now. Also, there's, like, a huge gross element of politics and everything else in there that gets people just arguing with each other that makes, like, a place like Twitter terrible. But just serving you these things in these small doses, it's dangerous because... Especially a guy like you.
0: Like a short attention yeah. kind of, like...
1: The whole nature of everything I do in my whole life is that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, come on, keep it coming. Keep 15 it coming.
0: seconds, yeah, yeah. like.
1: And so, uh, that's my whole like, it's my whole professional life, at least, you know? Um, but it's... Uh, TikTok is really sad also. Yeah. Because like the I have a I'm a big crusader against emojis. <laughs> and Oh um, really?
0: You're they're fine. emoji assassin. Uh,
1: yeah, I like I like the emoji just fine. I get it. But it you watch it whittle down our highly developed language into something that is you're taking like language is already trying to take parts of things that we both can commonly understand. If you see a B and I say it's yellow, you understand what yellow means because we have shared references. Right. And so the more you boil that down into like stamp, like the less of the nuance you get in language. And to me, that's that's the really beautiful part of communication is how we can do that. And so if you just have eleven emojis to communicate a point, you've lost a paragraph's worth of communication. Right, and sometimes Beautiful it does. Pros. Sometimes it can make it more efficient. You can Hemingway it and like get down to like the shorter sentences and simpler to understand and get points across elegantly. It's there's a skill to it, but for the most part, it limits our language by reducing it down to something simple. That is what TikTok is doing. Like I'm going to teach you how to build a bridge in three minutes. Right, and there's like, or even if it's like a four part, going to teach you. That's twelve minutes to. There's no way you can possibly learn or have the same type of quality, but you can be easily mosquitoed into the bug light of like, wow, I could do that, I, or like it's it's very attractive in a very
0: quick way. Yes, it's like those house flipper shows. Yeah. It's it's like when they show you the before, and then there's this wipe across the screen, and suddenly the counters are all done, everything's painted. Yeah, I'm painting my cap kitchen cabinets, and I just looked at the the. Receipt on the cabinet doors, and it was April when I got them. Like, I'm still <laughs> working on it. And, and I think about those remodel shows where they just do the wipe and it's all like ding. And my kids look at these, and they, you know, I, I just feel like telling them it's not like that. It takes either a hundred people to do that remodel or it takes months, yeah, you know. Especially by
1: yourself if you're just trying to tackle it on your own. It's yeah. Like-
0: and you watch those little vi- you know, short videos on TikTok or, or wherever you see them, and you, you, You feel like you're doing stuff, which is kind of dangerous. Like, you feel like you actually know how to do it until you try to drive a screw in straight. Or, you know, like... Or just paint a cabinet door, you know? So I'm guilty of this pandemic. That
1: was one of the things I did. I bought some tools and I started woodworking. And I built a bed for my three-year-old because it was like, I just want to try it. It's something to do he won't know. He doesn't care if we don't if I don't do it right or it doesn't look great. It came out fine. And I was proud of it and happy. Okay, great. And then I built this bench and I tried to like do something a little bit more ambitious. I found a guy, I forget his name, on YouTube and he sold me his plan for five bucks and then he didn't do a very good job of there's a lot of angles and it looks very modern and stuff, but he didn't do a very good job of transposing it and so like I spent three months building a freaking bench. It took forever like one of my my wife was working from home one of her clients would be on with her every week, Tuesday at four or whatever and in the background he'd hear <laughs> And finally after months he was like, when is he gonna be done with that?" And I was like it is hard. And then I showed it to him and he was like, Oh damn, that like that's actually pretty nice that you did that. I was like, Yeah, but it like cost me nine thousand dollars to do it and right. like all of my life and and then like we painted it. It looked the paint job looks like garbage and then I like Put it out in the backyard. And I'm like, well, never gonna use that. And it's like over. So.
0: <laughs> and then you and then you get a flyer from from you know the big box store the yeah. next week, and it's like forty five dollars. Yeah, I could have bought that bench.
1: Yeah, cool. I'm glad that I wasted everyone's time and made yeah. everyone mad doing this. My but, neighbors hate me every like. My garage is totally covered in sawdust, like completely. Every every <laughs> surface is covered. It's, yeah, but it's you know TikTok can convince you like, oh, this guy. I watched a thing, and then I like found his YouTube, and the you know the YouTube video is 11 minutes long, and I'm like, okay, I must have watched it 7,100 times to like yeah. watch it. Like, how did he – what's the angle on that? I'm like, what? How does this even work? And then finally, I was just – at some point, I was just like, screw, screw. <laughs> like, I'm just getting this done. I don't even care anymore. Just attach it. Yeah, it yeah, looks nice or whatever, but like the the effort that I put into it up front, the, the I needed to use that on the finishing. I needed it to be like, – you like get so frustrated at some point that I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. I hate this. Move on. Just, yeah. Like, so – I can't, wait to look, I, I, can't, I can't wait to look in the online to find someone with a truck to come pick up my bench and take it to the dump for me in a, in a couple of years. When it's, <laughs> but it will be my pandemic project. So, Hey, I still want people to th- think about, it, in case you missed it earlier, I want two foods that you think are awesome that you can combine into something that is awful. Because It's like the pineapple pizza, right? I, people love, or if you hate pineapple and pizza, you might love pineapple and love pizza, but you don't want those two things together. I've got right. something for that. All right, this week in Why We're All f Oh boy, this one is um, depressing. There's a website, I gotta look it up here, beforetheflood.com, where some programmer overlaid Google Maps with the projections of what will likely happen as temperatures increase and sea levels rise. If you live in a coastal community, say like we both do, um, how quickly should we sell our homes or develop gills? One of those two things. And um, I don't know how fast the... Temperature change is likely to happen on this website beforetheflood.com. They suggest that by 2100, the Earth's temperature will have raised by four degrees Celsius, so about 10 degrees Fahrenheit, and that the associated—you, this is where it gets interesting—because you can like look up what they think the sea level rise will be proportionate to that thing. And so, um, and and this one, I'll scoot over here, and and this website, like it's like, it's significant. If we go up by four, if we go up by four degrees, the uh, sea level will rise by 29 feet, they predict, which is a lot. Whoa.
0: And then what's left, like Kansas?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it's interesting. I looked it up, and um, you live on one of the islands nearby here. Yeah. And you are 0% affected. Like, just oh. like they might have to bring the water taxi dock a little bit closer or something like that. That might have to be in because it is just the little bit around the edge of that island that gets absorbed. Oh. But if you live in Belltown in downtown Seattle, game nice. over, man. It is. You are underwater. Like, the Seahawks will have to become the Dolphins because yeah. they will be playing VMAC. Will be literally underwater there on wow. Lake Washington. Lake Washington will extend way down to like Federal Way because of how it sweeps all of the lowland Renton
0: out of the. There's just, it'll all be water. All this stuff was supposed to happen like, you know, centuries from now. I, growing up, I just, you'd hear about disaster, you yeah. know, scenarios and it, they'd be like, yeah, but, it, you know, Mount Rainier is, is, is 500 million years overdue for an eruption, but, you know, it's okay. <laughs> if, it's, if it's off by another 1%, that's 10,000 years. So whatever, you're probably yeah, dead by then. But <laughs> why are they why is everything happening now? Like pa- pandemic, there's another one on the way, they say. There's there's uh, another pandemic on the way. There's always there's always another pandemic on the way. Sure. But then then the 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 flooding and the, <laughs> why did it all have to happen now?
1: I think it's because we have satellites and we understand how things are happening. Before we were just ignorant. There was you know, ignorance is bliss. We we're just either we were ignoring it, literally ignorant, or we just didn't know any better. And so as it happened, ah, so what?
0: Yeah, we'll maybe be fine. that's it. Maybe we have so much information that we're no longer the frogs in the boiling water. We're just we're we have a satellite flying over the <laughs> boiling pot saying it's really boiling. It's boiling. <laughs>
1: yeah. And so I don't know if the you know maybe some of these problems existed before and we didn't understand it, and now we do because we have more information to freak out about. But also, maybe nothing will come of it, or maybe it is the natural curve, and we don't know it. Like they could scientists who study this obviously can prove that it's accelerating, and they can like right. use math and complicated stuff that I don't understand to make me look stupid. But also at the same time, like that could have somewhat existed before we just had the data to process it, or maybe it's all accelerating, and we're totally effed. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> That's the feature. But there's also something always something positive out there to. Back balance it out. And that comes in the form of cow crappers. Turns out that uh, our love of beef everything all the time has a pretty big impact on the environment. And I, there, I follow an Oregon rancher guy on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> he, he always sets me straight about how, not me specifically, but us straight about how ranching is supposed to happen. And eating beef is not the problem. It's eating beef that gets the nail gun to the head inside the big Cow factory or whatever. Um, but anyway, if it's done responsibly, we can we can um, still eat beef. That's fine. But one way to offset cow damage is by training them to use a cow toilet. Somebody invented the Moo-Loo, which, oh my god, a good pun, but also, come on. Uh, it's helping contain cow waste, and cows are highly trainable. I guess they're pretty smart and affectionate creatures, like most... Creatures, I think, out there. Cows can be like you could, you know. If I could play a trombone and all the cows come running to me, like I've seen on the internet a million times, like right. there's something there. They're like aware enough that if you could teach them to pee in a cow loo in the moo loo, then
0: I. So is it the gases that come off from them uh pooping that causes that causes the damage? It's all, it's all the methane. I have. Is I that always thought issue? it was um from the chewing and burping i thought cow burps were a problem also yeah.
1: but also i guess i mean an animal that big you imagine how much pee that is yeah it's <laughs> so a, it's got to be a lot of pee and that's he- got to be tough on like a small area that you keep them confined on it's got to be just even the minerals and stuff and it's got to be bad for the environment but then yeah the poops must be bad I don't exactly understand what the cow exhaust system is that's do we need a, a catalytic converter I'm sorry uh,
0: oh that's bad <laughs> I actually have some science uh I have actually have some science background here because I started my education as an agricultural engineer What? I dropped out of that really quickly but because it was really hard but I yeah. and and the first project probably the project that turned me off of it was uh the first project <laughs> I had to do was design a barn with enough ventilation with the proper ventilation uh to release the methane because the barns have to have mental uh ventilation otherwise they will turn into a, a methane bomb and explode oh like my God. barns that's how you get the, the classic the barns on fire you know oh, you, the fire department
1: they're like spontaneous combustion you're like nah
0: that's just a bunch of cows tooting in a in a big room right and it turns into this explosive literally situation um so, so yeah, it it must be the gas that they just emit constantly throughout the day. It's it's the pooping, it's the it's the farting, and all that. It's, yeah, I, I, uh, I can
1: imagine that you have to have a system for col- the moo. must collect the stuff and then process it pretty quickly because otherwise you're just sitting on a tank. Maybe that's how we go to space next.
0: <laughs> collect that methane, <laughs> harness that yeah. fuel somehow. Yeah, what, what are they doing with all that gas that they collect? Are they burning it off as it turn into this like? it's know. it's problematic because that's part of what
1: the I think that's the scary part of climate change is that methane is going to be the real killer in the future as things start to unlock from frozen I don't know what you call it from frozen deposits and stuff when we get to the methane, it's going to accelerate the um it's going to accelerate the global warming even faster than carbon dioxide does' and so, sure
0: I mean, I feel like probably eating less beef is the answer, probably I mean, I went to Costa Rica a few years yeah. ago, and uh the thing I was most impressed with was this one student that we met who he had switched from beef to crickets. Uh. And he had a cricket farm. Huh.
1: I did not see that coming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, He had a cricket farm the size of a kitchen cabinet and could feed himself enough protein from that huh. forever for free. Oh, my God. And they keep reproducing and you just dry them out, and grind them up, and it's like protein powder.
1: I just can't. Get over, like, I get beard hairs in my teeth. I wear Invisalign right now. or i have a beard hair in there. i be like, oh, girls. I can't imagine if I went to get that and it was a leg.
0: <sighs> I know. Have you ever eaten a cricket? No. I, ha- I haven't eaten a no. cricket yet. But it made me kind of want to try it.
1: My buddy, um, when the, you know, the Mariners did that a few years ago. They did uh you could get the oh, okay. chili crickets. And it was like a full, it's not like it's ground up and then sprinkled on french fries it or It was whatever. like a thing with It's like you eat, eyes. you're like, I'm eating a bug. <sighs> um, and like.
0: You, you didn't try
1: it? No. <laughs> Dude, I, like, listen. I'll eat a hot dog, which is like the grossest thing you can do. I right. Mean, I think it's just full of just garbage. That's animal what they parts. need to
0: do with the crickets is get get them into the hot dog. Yeah, cricket hot dogs. Yeah, right. Cricket dog.
1: <laughs> Speaking of two foods that are, that are, well, I don't know, one food at least that people might like. It's our question of the week, going back to the top of the show here. If you could pick two awesome food products and combine them to make something awful, what would you pick? Well, I've come across um, a celebratory thing. A staple of youth, cup noodle. Which until I read the story, I always, I literally always thought it was called cup of noodle.
0: Yeah, a or cup, cup of noodle. noodle or something like that. Yeah. I guess
1: it's called cup noodle. Um, they are turning fifty years old, so congratulations on making dehydrated food that is still around like that. That's great. You and the Twinkie are celebrating something. They're celebrating uh, with four ramen flavored sodas, and like I always had to take these like hard stances of like gross, no. And then usually if someone serves it to me I see the error in my ways. I can't think of two things that are like where you like cheese and something else where you're like that sounds gross but you're like oh but I like cheesecake and so sweet cheese maybe is okay. Okay, I can see that and then I'm like oh I was such a fool and then I can eat a bunch of it, right? But I have a really hard time with um cup noodle. There's a uh cup noodle flavor of soda and so that's like what salty chicken flavor? Oof. I can't yeah imagine that being any good. There's a curry flavor. Man, the smell of curry does things to me. I love it. Like Curry goes wafting by and I'm like, whatever that is, I want that. It is a powerful, never ate it as a kid. My family never did any of that, any of the curry places. We were probably very racist or something. But um, we never did any of the curry dishes. And then now I smell like a walking pie Annapurna on Broadway. I like have to stop sometimes because I'm like, this is too, I can't just go by. Um, I hope they're still open after the pandemic. That's great. So, yeah. but curry as a soda, there's got to be something I'm missing here.
0: I guess it depends on what they do with the other ingredients of soda. Like if they adjust the sugar, maybe you have to uh, change your expectation of soda. Like I, th- I feel like now everybody's consuming these uh, sparkling waters oh, oh, nonstop all like the time. Very flavored. I've got two in water. the
1: car. I like, really? I like yeah, yeah,
0: for real. Yeah, I, I do too. You know, I could, I could go through a, a six pack of that. In ten minutes, and uh, maybe, maybe if they adjusted the other ingredients of the soda, maybe if it didn't have so much sugar and it was just a completely different animal, yeah. maybe it'd be okay.
1: I got to draw the line though, because I hear you, and I'm trying to wrap my head head around how it could be like served curry? up. Like, I, do you have it when you're eating? Like, That's I'm the having quite, some, Big question. Like, I'm, I'm having some you having chips, with? like uh, salty chips, and I'm gonna have this curry soda. I can't, I still can't get there. But it's the fact that there's a seafood flavor. Like, what are you doing?
0: I don't know. Yeah, that's gross.
1: They expect someone to drink a seafood flavored soda. Like, can you imagine the first burp that you had after that? Like, Uh, oh.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: Is there any world where you can imagine a seafood
0: flavored soda being agreeable? What's the closest thing to that? I guess they have like those. Shrimp chips? Yeah. Oh man, that came up re- just
1: recently. Shrimp chips. Was, really? Yeah, yeah. I was just talking to someone about that. That oh, she can't eat popcorn, so she was stopping before a movie to get shrimp chips.
0: <laughs> and,
1: like Again, I do when, not want to sit next to her. Yeah, again, movie. like wash it down with your curry soda. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seafood. I don't know. There's, uh, something about seafood that's delicious and and something about seafood that's like dangerous.
1: So what if it was a? What if it was a like? I don't know. What if it, they did it in cup, cup noodle chips? To, for, to steal from what you were just cup saying, like, what if there was like a ramen
0: chip that you could have? Like pair up with Lay's and release a or um, that's an idea. That's big. That's big picture thinking that happened in the in this pandemic. Look at you go. <laughs> Welcome back to the studio. I'm yeah, we're now in big picture thinking. That's big picture thinking. Ramen chips. You should call them today. That should be that. They should be selling that because that I can see. Cup noodle. Even if it was the seafood flavor, people would eat that. I think the shrimp chip.
1: Yeah, you're of the cup noodle world. Chips. Yeah, and the curry one. Like I've never had. You ever had those Canadian? They have a. Canadian yeah, yeah. flavor of chips, and I don't remember what it's called. There's like it's very specific. It's like a really tangy ketchup flavor chip that they have. Really? Um, yeah. That they don't. It's just you know, it's just one of those weird things that doesn't cross the border somehow. Oh. Like
0: uh. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I've never had it. I I had uh, I had like in Europe in in Holland they have like you you eat uh, go on what I said go on <laughs> <laughs> you have my attention you eat uh, uh, French fries with mayonnaise oh, and I used to love that.
1: Yeah, even in uh, same thing in, uh, we went to what is it, Wisconsin, and they did that there. Do they do that? Yeah, yeah, it was like at the places we were going to, you could get
0: you would get mayonnaise with the. But it's a more, I think it's a more vinegary mayonnaise than mayonnaise. It's not like, you know, bologna sandwich mayonnaise. So they're called all dressed
1: ketchup tri- chips, and Ruffles oh. makes them. Oh. And they're ketchup spicier, chips. like not like not like. There's more spices, not spicier like jalapeno, but there's just like the more flavorful. flavors and ketchup is kind of the base. And it's um it's real weird. And I could I would eat it right I haven't eaten breakfast, so I could definitely eat it right now. I might have to go do that. <laughs> go get some ketchup chips. Can okay, I put you on the spot, Kanan, because um, I'm terrible at this segment of the of the show. It's when we try and wrap things up by figuring out what did we learn today? Because this is a very heady show, and so we have to go back and see what the dumb things that we talked about are. Can I? What did What did you learn today?
0: I think I le- I learned uh, not to fear the space thing, not to fear civilians in space. Yeah. I I feel I felt depressed at first about it, yeah. um, but I think that. But you know, you talked about the medical advancements, and uh, there could potentially be great things that come out of. it. Out of more civilians in space, more more people, more dummies like you and me. Uh, <laughs> maybe just like me. I should no,
1: uh, no, no. Please, I, I ran a show forever called Our Dumb Podcast. Where <laughs> I called myself a dummy. I'm, I'm fair game.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you get more civilians in there uh, in space. Um, maybe maybe better things will come of it than just the, the you know NASA astronauts.
1: I learned that. Um, I learned that I'm not alone when it comes to thinking that I might have worked more from home but that I didn't mind it because it was better for me. Like, in terms of, like, I have better mental health if that's possible during COVID because I can get out and walk, go for a walk and listen to the birds. Or... Did you do any
0: birding during the pandemic? Uh, I, I, I didn't do any birding. No.
1: I got real into it. I've all really? My dad was real into birds when I was a kid and my grandfather, and so, like, when we go out on these long walks because there's nothing to do, I'd be, like, super into the birds. I'm, like, I, like, know about, like, blue jays and stuff now. It's pretty weird. What's the bird that
0: nests on the ground? Yeah is that is that a blue owl? <laughs> oh no. Well, I guess there are some owls. Yeah, yeah. That's a ama- we we ran into a nest on the ground and it freaked me out. I was like, "Let's put it back in the tree." Let's <laughs> do that. And then and then a friend of mine, a neighbor who is who's is a birder, said, "No, no, no. Don't don't touch it. They're fine."
1: Oh, wow. There's uh, this is a list of common No, I don't want bird feeders. I do like that dark-eyed junco, though. That's my favorite little neighborhood bird that I see all the time.
0: I think they might be the ones who nest on the ground.
1: I don't know love that they're so cool and they have a beautiful song and they're all over my neighborhood the common finch is another one it's red and it's beautiful Um, we're just talking about bird bird talk bird talk talking about bird talk um yeah
0: anyway okay uh what else you want anything else today what else um well a little bit about methane i guess (laughs) i learned that from you thank you that's amazing (laughs) I, do, I just get this image in my mind of like one of the cows taking way too long in the crapper, and, you know, and the others waiting up, you know, looking at their hooves. I would
1: come watches. out, but my legs are asleep.
0: Yeah, exactly. What kind of magazines do you leave in the cow crapper for the cows? <laughs>
1: Very big ones. They don't have thumbs, I guess. So I guess that a TV is for the cow.
0: <laughs> right. A TV. Yeah, they don't have thumbs.
1: <laughs> Kid, would a cow watch TV? Maybe. This is this is the science we need to conduct. I'll get back to you next time with more, okay? And what shows would lead to more milk? I don't know. Then <laughs> Now you're thinking. Or better beef. Yeah. Look at you. You're like a really big picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: nerd Talk, Nerd Talk, talking about Nerd Talk, yeah!
1: Well, uh, Kanan, thanks for joining us today. We do this every Tuesday at 10 a.m. And join us next time. I think Brandon's back next week. Thanks a lot. Loads of fun. Thank you.